Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Uh, our Tales of the Tractor guest this week is Jack Jordan, uh, former rugby player of some repute, but uh, world champion in uh, that, that wonderful sport, and he joins us uh, somewhere in the Naki. Welcome in, Jack. How are you doing today? How's it going, Jack? Good, thanks, guys. How's it going? Yeah, we're great. Where, where in the Naki are you based? Work in the land, no oh. doubt, like real men, not like house cafe swillers. <laughs> Actually, um, I grew up in Taranaki, but I'm based 45 minutes out of Tamanui in the King Country. Um, yeah, down the end of the road on a 4,000-acre farm down here. Ah, right. Do they have to pay a big transfer fee to get you over? Nah, nah, nah. Nah, this is actually... I'm on the farm that I was, um, that I was born on, bloody 26 years ago. So, yeah, just moved back um, since I finished playing rugby and, yeah, and whatnot, and been down ever since, ever since really, yeah. When did you pull stumps on your rugby career? So I've got to put everything in sort of a cricketing uh, parlance so Grant understands. <laughs> Um, oh, I still play a bit of club rugby and that, but um, oh, the last time I was with Taranaki was um, a couple of years ago, I think, before I broke me uh, broke my kneecap. So it's been Whoa! Whoa! How do you break your kneecap, mate? Oh. Sounds uh, awful. Oh, I don't know rugby, I suppose. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we just doing line outs and buddy, but unlucky. But um, I guess that's the way it goes. That's the way the sport goes. Yeah. Did, did you realise you had broken the, the kneecap, or did you just keep going till the end of the game and then go, oh, my knee's no, just a little bit sore? We were actually um, we were doing some line-out drills, and um, a couple of us got the line-out call wrong, and we just sort of collided in the middle, and my knee hit his knee and obviously got on the wrong spot. And um, at the time, didn't really notice it too much at all. <laughs> it wasn't until about 10 minutes later. Um, I couldn't, couldn't bend my knee when we went down to do scrums. Um, so I thought, shit, I've got something wrong with me, yeah. <laughs> and, um, so you wandered around with a broken kneecap for 10 minutes. Absolutely yeah, fine. It wasn't, it wasn't until it um, started seizing up that it gave me a bit of grief, but um, once she seized up, she was in some pain. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Nothing like a tight calf, eh, Grant? I can't play today. My, my calf's a little yeah, tight. Broken kneecap, though. <laughs> Keep going. A couple more overs. So, Jack, tell us then, when did you get into the... The sport of wood chopping, where timber you became... Well, what is the official term for us ignoramuses? Is it timber sports? Is that what, what we uh, should be calling it? Well, there's the normal conventional wood chopping, and then there's still timber sports as well, which is sort of which is more to do with the chainsaws and the um, souped-up chainsaws and that. But generally, we call it wood chopping. It's just a couple times each year we have um, the still timber sports events to yeah to go to. But um, I, I first started with the sport when I was... Uh, about 11, 11 or 12, um, I sort of followed along the footsteps of my older brother. He he did it at high school and sort of, as a kid, getting dragged around the A&P shows watching him, I guess, just fell in love with the sport, with the sport back then. And, um, yeah, the rest is history, I suppose. So I want to I wanna get this right there, Jack. You went to Vienna um, and there were 16 of the world's top-ranked woodchoppers 
There was a crowd, they reckon, of three and a half thousand screaming Austrians. Um, they are strange people, the Austrians. <laughs> <we do know. laughs> and uh, there's a photo of you holding the trophy. You look really happy with yourself and two very strapping, big, big massive units next to you. I want to know what woodchoppers do after an event like this. Like, do you all 16 of you go to a function together? Um, is there a local uh, pub that you go to? What was the, the lead-up to the woodchopping event and then post-event as well? Um, generally over there, we all stay at the, at the, same, at the same motel that's, um, that's all sort of uh, put forward by um, the header still. So we're sort of all in the same place. And um, every still event that I've been to over there, we've just um, yeah, had a few beers at the motel afterwards, which has generally been pretty good. Um, this time was probably probably a bit different because he was we usually go over it for a teams event as well so you got at least five people from each country um whereas this time was obviously only one person from each, from each country and there wasn't a whole lot of people there that could um speak english because yeah english ain't the bloody the most used language over there so it's sort of <laughs> got a bit sometimes but wasn't too bad they um but also uh, the beer's pretty well renowned for being pretty good over in Europe, but um, <laughs> after the yeah after the World Trophy, they put on this function at the hotel. But they um, they had a sponsored craft beer, and it was pretty terrible. Um, yeah, took a bit of chewing to get down, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, leave that to us, Wellingtonians, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, none of that nonsense. Yeah, you happy with that answer? Yeah, Were you expecting I, they'd go to a karaoke room and, and you know do their best impersonation I, of Ultravox in Vienna? No, I'm I'm no. really happy with that breakdown. I do have one other question though. What about mental disintegration prior to um, the the World Championship event? Is there a lot of flexing? Are there a couple of people that you know walk past you in the hotel and give you a little shoulder bump or anything? Is there any intimidation going into it before um, the event happens? No, I don't know. It could be, but I yeah, don't take too much notice of it, I guess. Um, but we, we all get on pretty good. Like we all bloody talk to each other before and afterwards, and you know we're, we're sort of all pretty good mates. So yeah, makes it makes it good, I suppose. I, I'm loving the names, the double-barrelled names. So we got uh, Jack Jordan. Uh, you can check him out on Instagram at lumberjack uh, underscore Jordan. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, we, we've also got um, oh, what's his name, Cleveland Cherry. What a brilliant double-barrelled name, uh, another man in that sphere. But, um, Jack, take us back to when you fell in love with it at 11 or 12. What what really drew drew you into the woodchopping element? Was it just what the, the fair physicality of it all, or was it because the family were involved? Please paint that picture. I think it was probably because the family was involved at the start. Um, yeah, I just always loved the idea of cutting a piece of wood in half as fast as you can, I guess, but... Having family there certainly, yeah, certainly helped help fall in love with it. I think, yeah. Again, for us um, uh, uninitiated, how thick are these these blocks of wood, and how quickly do you get them through? Actually, give us the maths of it all. Oh, so we we cut anything from uh, ten inches to fifteen inch, and it sort of depending on the wood, the times can vary. Yeah, they can be all over the show. Really, like a, a fifteen inch underhand, sometimes that'll take. That can take between 30 seconds up to a minute, if you know what I mean. Um, whereas them smaller logs, like 12 inch and 11 inch, and that, um, you know, you could be could be all over between 10 and 15 seconds. Holy heck! So, like Grant Elliott's thighs would be all of three inches wide, wouldn't they? 
So you're talking one strike there to get through Grant's leg? <laughs> yeah, probably wouldn't take too much to get through the old leg. <laughs> Harry Javelin. Uh, that, Harry Javelin would not last. <laughs> no, my legs wouldn't last. But it doesn't look like uh, I'm built for wood chopping. I must admit, when I look at the photos of the, the, the wood chopping event. But, uh, Jack, tell me about, um, you know, the crossover from rugby to wood chopping. Do you still get that same sort of sense of, I guess, adrenaline and, you know, crowd participation, fans watching it? Is there, is there quite a buzz around it? Um, yeah, I think, I think wood chopping's probably a little bit different. Um, as far as the crowd and that goes, you don't, yeah, I certainly never took any notice of it, to be fair. I, yeah, always focus on chopping me log and half as, as quick as I could and worried about what I was doing. You sort of, as big as, big as the crowd is, you don't, yeah, you, you don't, you hardly even hear it over there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's certainly pretty similar to wood, uh, wood chopping and rugby, I guess, yeah. Hey, last one from me, Jack, and we so appreciate your time. What's next? You know, you've, you've had international competitions this year. As far as the next 12 months, as far as the competitive juices in, in your system, how are you going to get those out? Um, I head to Sweden uh, end of October for the four-man teams race where um, New Zealand will cut against all the other countries over there. So I head over there with a team of guys from New Zealand here, and um, after that we'll just yeah, see, how, see how it goes, I suppose. Um, plan to go overseas. Over to Australia a couple of times. Um, hoping all goes well on that, but we'll just take as it comes, I guess. Yeah. Tell you what, you're going to be popular in Sweden, my friend. I tell you what, very popular in Sweden. I, I'm sure you will be. Hey, thanks so much, Jack, for joining us. Um, go wealth. Um, keep up the fine work, and uh, we look forward to following your progress. Thanks a lot, Jack. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you very much. Uh, our. Uh, Tales from the Tractor in association with Midas. Midas Agritires, made in Europe and trusted by leading equipment manufacturers worldwide. European quality doesn't have to break the bank. Ask for Midas Agritires for your equipment.